Well, hello. Hi. Uh, thank you for listening to Side Talks, where we don't spend a lot of time uh, putting you through a, a long, lengthy intro. I mean, not this time. I heard a podcast that did that, and I thought, ooh, I feel shamed. I feel shamed. Yeah. Come at us next time. Anyway. Don't, don't sub, sub-tweet, sub-podcast us. What's the podcast I, form? I don't know. I actually don't think we're on their radar. No. Anyway, let's, let's keep <laughs> you, you it, don't say. Let's keep it short. Why would, we, why would we spend a lot of time talking during an intro? It's just stupid. So you're not going to say anything else Nope. Now? We're okay, done. Let's gonna, do it. All right. Here we go. Show me that smile. Show me that smile. Brad, it's been a minute since we've had that wonderful, beautiful, what sitcom is it? Intro into... I... I'm sure I don't know. Show me that smile. We got to figure oh, it out. God, I totally know, but now that you've asked. Now that, yeah. Well, that's we not, need. That's not growing pains. It is growing pains. It's absolutely growing pains. Okay. Mm, so yeah. we need that growing pains intro right we here. We got it. Thank you. I have show no me memory of growing show pains. Show and tell me that smile. Okay. So this is our show and tell segment, which works splendidly on podcasts, which is it an audio It really, medium. really does. It really, really does. And what I'm, have you brought today? I'm about to hand you something. Okay. okay. It's my phone. This I don't usually phone. do it this way, but I want okay. you to describe to everybody what you see right here. So it appears to be a photograph Isn't it a lovely photograph? Women. It's actually not two women. It's just a really pretty oh. man. He's very gorgeous. A pretty man. Um, a very young. Yeah, Can who you is tell that? who that is? Is that, a, is that Jeff Bridges? That's a young and beautiful Jeff Bridges. Yeah, and the woman there. Well, I'm, I'm about to tell you who that woman is. I'm not is. sure who that is. Yeah, but yeah, is this from the set of The Last Picture Show? It looks like it would be, but it's actually not. So okay. here's what I'm going to tell you, okay? So Jeff Bridges, that is Jeff Bridges' Bridges's. That's hard to do. That's Jeff Bridges' wife. Okay. So Susan Guestin. I know a little bit about this. They met on a film set in the 1970s, but 1975. I don't know. 1975. Which film was it? Rancho Deluxe, which I have not seen. I have haven't seen, seen that either. That's a Frank Perry movie, I think. Yeah, and apparently she was a server at a local restaurant, and this is shot right outside of uh, Livingston, Montana. Uh-huh. And he noticed her while he was doing a scene. He was doing a scene with Sam uh, Watterson and your boy, Harry Dean Stanton. Woo, Harry Dean! And while he's doing the scene, he notices this woman mm-hmm. sort of walking somewhere in the background, and apparently she had two black eyes. And she had a broken nose, and oh, she had no. a bandage on her nose. And he said that he was just incredibly taken by her. Wow. And so he, what he found out later, she'd been in a car wreck, unfortunately, uh-huh. but also fortunate that she survived yeah. and, and was doing okay. And so she had those ailments from being in a car wreck. And anyway, she was he was really into her and thought she was the most beautiful person he'd ever seen in his life. And so she went up to him, and uh, he, went, excuse me, he went up to her and asked her out, and she said no. Because <laughs> she was like, you're this actor dude who's in town if you think you're, you know... First of all, I'm bandaged up. I look, what are you doing? And also, like, if you think you're getting lucky because I'm just like a local girl who doesn't know anything, you're wrong. So, no. Pretty but, smart, honestly, on her agreed. behalf. And she did encourage him, though. She said, look, you're shooting in a small town. There is a chance we'll see each other again. Uh-huh. And so he left with a little bit of, of hope. Um, and sure enough, she showed up to the rap party. I think she just you know, had random invite. And they ended up dancing all night. Yeah. And fell in love. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that lovely? Again, this is 1975. And they've almost, uh, they're still married. They are still married and they have three children. And so here's the thing. So 10 years into their marriage, he gets, Jeff Bridges, Mm -hmm. gets a letter in the mail. And that letter in the mail was from a makeup artist who had taken a couple of photos on the set of Rancho Deluxe. Uh And one of those photos of the two was the one that you're holding in your hand right now. And it's a photo of when they first met. No way. Yes. And she had just happened to see him courting her and took a photograph and then realized it years later. And for their 10 year anniversary, sent him that photo, but he now has since then kept in his wallet. 
So it's a really lovely, sweet love story. Jeff Bridges just seems like the coolest dude. Yeah. And not only because he's an excellent actor, which he is, not only because he's the literal dude, Jeffrey Lebowski, but because of stories like this, you never hear anything bad about Jeff Bridges. Rarely, yeah. And and by the way, he has a little bit of marital advice. Uh Uh-huh. And that marital advice is don't get divorced. (laughs) That's very good (laughs) advice. He said there's many times when they've, you know, faced hard times and that that has come up, but that they just decide not to do it. And he said, actually, if you can work yourself, work, you know, as a couple, work your way through those kind of hard times. Like, you get to know each other better through those and it, you know, creates a stronger bond and just just don't do it. Just don't get divorced. How wonderful. What What a nice, sweet little story that is yeah so that's that's our show me that smile show and tell and now fast film terms what what was that Corey? that was so fast i couldn't tell that must mean it's time for a fast film term or two. Oh, absolutely it is and so do you know what a choker is i'm ready for the jokes oh well sometimes um a consenting adult pays another consenting adult to- oh no okay. are you ready it's yep. a, as you might imagine, it's a very, very tight close-up, and uh-huh. it's specifically showing only the eyes. That's not what I would have guessed. I know, right? Huh. Right? I think a choker meant something different on the set of Fifty Shades of Grey. Hey, now. Um, also, can, how many times can we mention, we, should, we need a change jar for Fifty Shades of Grey, I think. I think we can do that. <laughs> oh. Um, okay, I've got another one for you, another super fast one. Uh-huh. What's a brick? Well, depending on who you talk to in Hollywood, it's a type of measurement for various illicit substances. You just get oh, that's true. a whole darn brick of it. We're talking about the official side. You're set side. for a couple hours. We're talking about the official side. Uh, then I don't know. Okay. So a brick is a walkie-talkie battery. <laughs> really? So when you're on the set and you hear somebody say, bring me a brick, they're talking about a walkie-talkie battery. What are they saying it on if they... That's a good question. <laughs> I think they're just yelling it. Hey! Bring me a brick. That's how it works. Well, cool. I, I learned something new every time, um, and now I feel confident that I I still couldn't function on a film set. Actually, I'd be lost. But now I would know at least what chokers and bricks are, and it's not anything like I thought. There you go. Sizzler. Hey, this is an unofficial, official, unofficial segment. Uh-oh. We don't have a theme song for this. No, we don't, but it's okay. Um, you know what we could do, Brad? Could you do a Sizzler commercial? Hot t- it's a hot take. A hot take. Got sure it. Sure thing. You know what, Corey? What? Sizzler. Okay. So here, this hot take from Corey Craft. Are okay. you ready? Yeah. Can you run us down the Best Picture Oscar nominees? I'm putting you on the spot right now, but I bet you know them right off the top of I your do? head. Because this is a very impromptu segment we're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you run down the top picks... Well, all of the picks for the uh, for the Oscar nominations for Best Picture this year, and tell us which one you think is going to take home the little stack. Ooh, this is tough. Okay, so the Best Picture nominees this year are in alphabetical order. Wow. Uh, Belfast, the Kenneth Branagh um, semi autobiographical coming of age movie. Yep. Uh, Coda. Um, yep. Very nice little comedy drama. Um, Don't look up. Yes. Uh, Drive My Car. Okay. Dune. Maybe you've heard of it. Pretty good. Okay. And now the back half. Uh, Is that it? No, there's there's five more. We got, um, I'm trying to do it alphabetical, though. I got you. And so I'm, I'm, I might. And everybody, I just want you to know I'm putting Corey on the spot here. 
He has not looked at his phone yet. Um, just very slowly reaching for it. King Richard, I think, is next. Yes. The Will Smith, um, Venus and Serena Williams uh, movie. Oh, the, the Licorice Pizza. Yes. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza. Nightmare Alley, mm-hmm. uh, which I love. The Guillermo del Toro film noir. Uh, the Power of the Dog. Jane Campion's... Um, surprisingly gay western according to sam elliott right uh and then west side story the steven spielberg uh, musical remake so those are the 10 okay so i just want you to know that Corey just did the 10 oscar noms in alphabetical order without once looking at his phone that's pretty impressive y'all you're kind of a savant i i'm good at one thing and this is it um, so there who I think is going to win? There, there was. I, I was getting worried. I was sweating I, I it. Couldn't I couldn't remember getting, King Richard. Hot sizzler yeah. in here. So who do I think is going to win? Well, th- this has become a more complicated question. For a couple months, I've kind of contended that the front runner is Jane Campion's *The Power of the Dog*. Okay. I still kind of think that Campion is going to win Best Director, kind of in a walk, um, meaning that she would be the set. It would be the second year in a row that a woman wins that award, which is yeah. you know not nothing considering no, how slow not. the uh, Academy has been to recognize female directors. We, you know, talked about that just a few years ago. In fact, um, and how few are represented in this list? That's true. Um, so, so Campion, I, I think, is going to win Best Director. I still think *The Power of the Dog* is going to win Best Picture, but in recent weeks. A little uh, little movie that could has been gaining some momentum oh, yeah? as voters have been discovering it. And it just won big at the Screen Actors Guild Awards the other night. I think Coda could be um, a legitimate contender for this. And that's a Sundance premiere. That's a Sundance premiere. Now, now here's a little trivia fact. How many Sundance premieres have ever won the Academy Award for Best Picture? I have absolutely no idea. The answer may surprise you. Let's hear it. Zero. No oh. film that has so premiered this at Sundance. Historic. This would be historic for a couple reasons. No film that has premiered at Sundance has ever won Best Picture. Now that there have been a ton of films acquired by studios at Sundance that have gone on to be Academy Award right. nominees. Your uh, Little Miss Sunshine, for instance, Ugh. or um, Little Miss Shitshine. Okay, we fought about that already. Or um, recently, um, like Manchester by the Sea, or something like that, which is a yeah, little bit more. I can't serious. complain about that. And my boo, Michelle Williams, is in it. So and my problematic boo, Casey Affleck. Uh, Quit hiring him. Hashtag quit hiring um, him. But, but despite a lot of films being recognized by the Oscars that have premiered at Sundance, none has won uh, the big award. And Coda could be it. it that you would know, be an interesting choice. Also directed by a woman. She's not nominated exactly. for Best Director. But, um, but uh, you know, it, it feels a little like a, the little indie that could at the moment. It's a, it, it's a really sweet movie. It's a crowd pleaser. It's got a lot of comic and dramatic – uh, moments, it'll make you cry, and a lot of uh, a number, a large number of deaf actors, and that, that's the big historical thing. You know, um, there are at least three that I can recall off the top of my head: deaf actors playing prominent roles, main characters in the film. Um, the film is about the the hearing daughter of two deaf parents who also has a deaf older brother. Um, and her interest in music, which is yeah. not something her family can relate to sure. or understand. Um, I think that Troy Kotzer, who plays the, the father, nominated for Best Supporting Actor, is likely going to win an Oscar. Um, and the mom, played by Marley Matlin, who made history in the 80s by becoming the first deaf actor to ever be recognized by the Academy, winning Best Actress for Children of a Lesser God. Um, 
Look, I'm not completely sold on on this Coda victory narrative, but it has gained a lot of momentum, especially in this period where Oscar voters are voting right now. So they're catching up on movies they haven't seen. And if Coda is one they haven't seen, they're just getting around to it because it's winning a lot of other awards. It could you know, it could take that movie some places. Corey. I still kind of think it's Power of the Dog. Okay. Though. I was going to say, we're in Vegas. Yeah. You got to put the money on the table. I'm putting the money on the Power of the Dog. Okay. I think that but is the is, smart this money. This is two women neck and neck here that you're, you know, female directors that ride up against each other that you're that you're throwing out. Yeah, I wouldn't count out like Belfast, um, which is another crowd pleaser right. um, that, that everybody seems to like. I think that movie's fine. I actually think all 10 of these nominations are at least good. But your boy's not going to win. Which one, <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson of course, or Spielberg? Of course. No, um, I, I, I don't think Paul Thomas Anderson is. Um, I think that West Side Story is probably the best directed movie of any of these. And Spielberg got a nomination, but he's he's not going to win again. Not this year. He doesn't not need for it. this. He doesn't need it. He doesn't. Even though, again, the, the work that he does in in West Side Story is incredible. Have we argued West Side Story? I need to see this because I want to I want to argue with you about. I it. I would love for you to see it Ooh. and come at me and say that that's a anything sizzling hot take. It, anything in, in that movie is less than stellar. Except for maybe Ansel Elgort. He's Here comes stiff. the list. Except for maybe... Yeah, but that's about it. Everything else in that movie right. is just and this, amazing. And this, and this, and this. It's streaming as of today on HBO Max oh, I can't, and Disney Plus. So go home and watch it. Oh, Disney it. Plus. Oh, can't wait. So anyway, I'd put the money on the power of the dog still, but don't count out Coda or Belfast. That's all I have to say. All right. Well, you know what? We may have a little news about the podcast as it relates to the Academy Awards. That's true. We We've are- been voted... <laughs> best podcast in the history of the world and it is going to be academy nominated and we're going to be at the academy awards and probably win we're the only one nominated Yay. <laughs> well this is news to me i i'd better prepare my speech get your suit together um, Corey. my speech is just going to be looking K. into the crowd of actors and actresses and filmmakers who i've admired for my whole life and it's going to be you're great and you're great and you're great oh I'd and, be, you're and i would great. be being skewered i mean um, i would be being like they'd be like get off the stage i'm going to do that thing that that one dude did that time and jump up on the table on my little tiptoes and dance you're going to pull a roberto benigni yeah 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 um, no, what, what I would do is, is, is the Chris Farley show where he's just like, remember that time you made West oh Side God. Story? That was awesome. That's just why we're, that that's the everybody. only reason we haven't been nominated for an Academy Award. That's the only reason. But no, there, there literally may be some news yeah, related to the Academy Awards and we'll let you know. We'll let you know. We're, we're still trying to figure out logistics there, but let's just say you, there's already, um, a, an Academy Awards, uh, viewing party scheduled for the Sidewalk Cinema on oh, Sunday, so March These are 27th. Fun. They're always fun. We're going to put it on the big screen. I'm going to run around, do some antics because I get emotionally invested in this He thing. really does. And it's one of the few times Corey and I have ever done a live high five. That's right. Um, when, that was when... Um, when well, Olivia Coleman won, right? No, no. It's when um, Best Picture. Parasite. For Parasite. Yeah. Oh, God. We what were happy about moment. that because we screened it at the Sidewalk moment. Cinema. Um, and that movie is a masterpiece. Yeah, I think mine was more for the sidewalk nod and yours was more for the great masterpiece. Not that I'm saying it's not. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying I was more excited because it felt like a bit of a feather in a cap. Sure, yeah. Um, so let's just say that Side Talks is working to have a, a podcast presence at uh, the, the Academy Awards viewing we'll party. let you know. I mean, we'll be there, of course, um, doing our regular silliness back on our bullshit um so so come by say hello watch the oscars with us 
Um, and when, I don't know, Nicole Kidman wins that Oscar, you can hear my wails of lamentation. Have you seen Being the Ricardos no, yet? No, and I don't you care. You gotta fucking watch care. that movie. I don't you care. You gotta fucking watch it. I don't care. You need to watch it before the Oscars, because if you like it, oh, heaven forbid. You know I'm not gonna like it. I know it. you're not, but you still need to see it so we can fucking talk about it. All right, that, well. that thing... That thing's real bad. <laughs> uh, well, stay tuned or join us there for more sizzling hot takes. You're going to make this a new segment. Sizzle. Uh, I like it, though. I think it's good. I think it works. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic converse and vans. Okay. I'm definitely I, I a no Vance person. Sure, I'll take Converse. You Whatever. know what? I have. I'm going to tell you. Speaking of outros with information nobody needs to know uh-huh. about your dates and, in this case, my feet. Quentin, if you're listening, per- prick up your ears. Um, my feet are wide. I have wide feet, Corey, and I can't wear a Converse. I don't really. <laughs> I don't really. It doesn't really fit me well. <laughs> I'm still laughing at you alerting Quentin Tarantino to foot talk. Oh, oh he look. He needs to know. That may be the one freaking way that we get Tarantino to listen to the podcast is that there's a mention of feet. Anyway, thanks to Revelator Coffee, our I'm sponsor. Not, I'm, not, I'm not touching that. Thanks to Boutwell Studios. I'm still stuck on this. I'm sorry. Like I have this mental image of Quentin Tarantino pulling out like a like a notebook and taking like writing Rachel M wide feet <laughs> in his notebook and there's just like a long long list of women's names and like Oh. You know details about their feet. Vans fit um, me better, Quentin. So send me some. Uh, sure, he can afford it. Oh, uh, did we mention Boutwell? Thanks, Boutwell. We Thanks, did, Brad. We did. I think they're trying to distance themselves right now, but <laughs> you know but saying. we did. Um, SidewalkFest.com or at SidewalkFilm on social media where you can find Cinema Showtimes and all the news about what's going on at the Sidewalk Cinema. This is uh, this episode's coming out right at the end of Women in Film Week, but we still have a good weekend of uh, films to come see. We're, we're it's the last weekend. I think you can see the worst person in the world um, and the Polly Platt. Actually, uh, we're already done with that. We're already point. done with the Polly <clears throat> Yeah, we are. No, no, we're done with the worst person in the world. Oh, lame! But you can still come and see Terms of Endearment and The Witches of Eastwick, which the are Polly the Platt double, Platt feature. double feature. You can still come and see The Rescue. You can still. Uh, oh, The Rescue's so there's good. There's some too. other good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so join us. Sidewalkfest.com is where you can find all that information about that and everything else that we've got coming up. And boy, do we have some good stuff coming up. So get your tickets now. Come see a movie with us. You might even see me or Rachel there. And thank you for listening. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.